before the crystal of truth was restored, it was darkened. 37 years ago, visionary Jim Henson gave us the instant fantasy classic, The Dark Crystal. Its creativity and uniqueness has endured. And now we return to the world of Thraw with Netflix's original series, The Dark Crystal, Age of Resistance. And we'll cover every episode right here on our newest podcast, The Dark Crystal Recap. We'll be discussing and speculating on the rising rebellion against the evil Skeksis, the darkening, and so much more. All right here at recap.fm. When the credits roll, let's talk. You're listening to Recap.fm's coverage of Preacher. I'm Josh. I'm JD. Let's talk about Bleak City. All right, so after last week, where I wasn't really sure what I thought about the episode, and it, and it took pretty much all of our conversation for you to taught me into liking the episode because it was Mm -hmm. certainly better than the one before it. I'm just going to come straight out of the gate. I really enjoyed this episode. Um, Although I do feel like some of the information that was in it, we probably should have gotten a lot sooner. Sure. That said, I had a good time with this episode. What did you think? I enjoyed it as well. I I like the way that it's going. I thought there was a lot of fun moments in this episode and it was kind of preacher going back to being what preacher is. So I, I did enjoy this episode very much. Maybe a little going back to its roots. Definitely, you know, character development. And I think a lot of the characters really kind of refocused on what they're actually trying to accomplish because we've seen them all kind of try to stray and go do their own thing. And then eventually that fails. So now they're kind of getting back on the path of, okay, this is where I need to go. This is what I meant to do. Let's go ahead and do it. I think part of the thing for me was at least two of them getting back together with, um, uh, Tulip and Cassidy and all the, the, all three aren't back together. Like I would like for it to be, but I think that's one of the main things that helped me is, hey, we got two of the gang back together and it felt good for them to be reunited. And so a lot of things are happening in this episode. I feel like uh, just from a recap perspective at a high level, I feel like we have a better understanding of what the actual real Jesus, Mm kind of better understanding of what part he plays in all of this because we were just kind of confused about uh what is he doing here i feel like that's been a little clarified uh getting them back together uh getting cassidy and tulip back together uh eugene having his moment uh with jesse mm-hmm. uh, and even the saint right even being able to see yeah that conflict pick back up uh, a lot of good things a, a lot of good things a lot of movement 
Um, I kind of wish maybe this was like the third episode. I don't know, but (laughs) (laughs) sure. But no, I enjoyed it immensely because, well, let's, let's start with, let's start with uh, Tulip and Cassidy, I suppose. Um, okay. You know, I I feel like there's been a a fundamental shift in their relationship. Um, Yes. I, I feel like there was the spark of something that, felt like it could go somewhere and i think i think that that's kind of over now at least that's what i felt it, this happened. it's hard to tell it's hard to tell you feel like if the situation was right and both of them if either one of them kind of gave in they would both give in mm. but they're both refusing to give in so it's like okay we're both kind of under the understanding that this can't happen but if one of us says yeah let's do it the other one be like you're right let's do it and that's okay that's fair but then uh how (laughs) as a dude that's that's probably true for all of us right (laughs) oh oh sure you're Eat down? your beats pretty every it, time. That's right. Oh, you're down? I'm in. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. but I did really sense that that Cassidy is really trying. It's almost as though he's taken all this torture that he's been through. He's yeah. taken it to heart. And he really is trying to be the friend that I think he always thought he was. Uh, this is his way. This is his penance, right? He's, he's gone through the, this decades of torture. And now, because he was the one that's like, okay, let's go get Jesse. And Tulip is like, no, I'm not into that. I'm not down with that. But he's like, what are you even talking? Like it was, he was like, what are you even talking about? You don't mean that, that this shouldn't Mm -hmm. even be a question. We got to go get him. And so what I meant by all that is I feel as though Cassidy is trying to make up for all his past sins, but even though Jesse has treated him like trash, Jesse's also been a good friend to him as well. Just kind of a shitty friend at times. Uh, Sure. I mean, that's friendship in general though. Sure. Nobody's a perfect friend all the time. Right. But I feel like he has a certain amount of resolve uh, and even with his conversation with the angel, which we still don't know right. what the angel's name is, do we? No, they haven't said it. Okay, I don't think. But even with that conversation, the the, the angel is kind of kind of uh, goading him a little into no man, partake, have fun, live it up. Well, of course, we yeah. we learn why he feels that way. Yes, uh, he's we did. He's <laughs> he he's taken up with a a a demoness. I think yes. is what I would call her, uh, which led to and their their story in the backdrop was hilarious. You oh, know, love absolutely. their little fling and then just murder killing each other over and over and over because they can't actually, you know, die, die. Right. So they just keep popping back up. So I think it's part of their fun is just killing each other over and over. So so the first thing, our, our first little bit of speculation uh, as evidence in this episode I think you and I kind of talked about this a little bit in the in the the chat group. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if this is not Genesis mom and dad. I think it I mean it it might be. I don't see why it wouldn't be. Like if there's more than one angel and demon relationship, they're like, "Oh, oh, what this well, that, is a, this is a real problem that y'all are having." Yeah, and I th- I would think that those would be few and far between because if there yeah. were a whole lot of them, then I think the error of it being forbidden uh, would kind of lose some of its uh, 
well, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be forbidden anymore if we're letting everybody do it. Right. Right. So right. I don't know. I, I kind of feel like it is an ode or a callback to something they never really addressed. You know, Genesis being the creation of the uh-huh. unholy union of an angel and a demon, which is, uh-huh. um, I, I think that's the case. They may never come out and directly say that. That may have just right. been one of those winks to the, to the audience. To the source that, material. That's yeah. right. Uh, because but, there's no need for them to say how Genesis was created because sure. we've seen its power. So, but no, they did explain that in the comics. So seeing an ode to that is a nice touch that I, I thought. Yeah. So I don't know how much more we'll see of them anyway. I feel like maybe their story is done because they're just going to fight forever in the bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they'll take breaks every now and then like, Oh, Let's do this real quick, and then we'll kill each other again. That's right. right. Let's go make the foundation of this uh, structure literally move. Right. That's that's a special love right there. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) I guess so. Yeah. And then I like the uh, Tulip and Jesus Mm. Mm storyline because, you know, Cassidy's refusing to go with Tulip. So Tulip's like, all right, cool. I'll just take Jesus, road trip with Jesus. We're going to see the earth and see the world. And it's very short. It's It feels like it's only about 30 seconds that they're on the road together. And you're like, you know, this isn't going to work out. No. Well, he, <laughs> you know? he has the ability to kind of, I guess, I don't know if premonition is the right word, but he's able to kind of right. see into what may be a possible future. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the future, and it's like no, because right. he ends up shooting a guy. Yeah, robbing a bank and then shooting <laughs> him in the leg, and then like, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> no, that's not that's not uh not the plan for me. And then he makes the excuse, you know, I'm gonna go back, and uh, this is the first thing my father's ever asked me to do, you know. So I really kind of need to show up and do a good job so that he he's proud of me. That's because right, because that's important to me. You got to go back and see dad because you don't want to go back to the bar and try to beat your high score on uh, asteroids or whatever it was. He right, was dig Doug. Yeah, Dig Doug, whatever it was. Galaga is what I was yeah. hoping it would be. I, I would like to think I could beat Jesus at Galaga. Oh, see, I'm terrible at Galaga. Oh. Dig Doug, I can play. Oh, yeah. But Galaga, I'm terrible. Yeah, yeah. I love Dig Doug. Yeah, but you don't want to go back to that bar. It's ruined. Yeah, and, ruined. It's just ruined. What do you mean right. it's ruined? Trust me, it's yeah. ruined. Right. There's there's just piles of bodies. Just nothing piles. nothing good is happening there. <laughs> On any spectrum. Mm-hmm. Uh but no, so we we see that well, it's interesting, right? Uh it's them having their conversation, uh Tulip and Jesus, uh, his He's no longer, well, he was, he kind of fell from grace because he laid with a woman, a yeah. married woman. A married woman. Just and two sins. Just, just two Just them. two. Just two. Yeah. Uh, and so, you know, n- never mind the fact that that takes a whole uh, religious system and just turns it upside down. <laughs> right. um, but his offspring is the uh, p- uh, pure uh, innocent. And yes. so it's like, oh, okay. I'm not sure I follow the logic there, but whatever. We're going <laughs> to, I don't think a we'll show just like accept this. Is, it. Yeah, we'll accept yeah. it. 
I don't think right. anything in this show is meant to be taken. Uh, it was, well, it's meant to be taken with a grain of salt. None of this can, it's not logical to begin with. Right. Right. Whatever, whatever logic is in the, in the realm of things like this. Right. Um, uh, but it was interesting to, to that scene was, I, I thought really well done in the sense that, you know, here he's kind of sitting back, you know, uh, taking a couple of hits and just reminiscing and <laughs> reflecting yeah. on on Didn't his... he use the word toking dope? Didn't he say that for <laughs> it's, it's something to that effect. <laughs> toke dope? We're going to toke dope? Toke dope. That's what all the kids are calling these days. No, but it was interesting because he's like, okay, after that, he's like, I don't want to go down the path with you. I'm going to go back and I'm going to fulfill what my, I guess, seemingly new destiny is which mm-hmm. is taking part of the beginning of the apocalypse because we right. have, as we see later, he's sitting down with Herr Star and, yes. uh, and, Hitler, and Hitler, which I thought it was a nice, I thought it was funny when he wouldn't shake Hitler's hand. Right. Brothers don't shake hands. Give me Brothers a hug. got a hug. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. As Redeemer, I'll give you a hug. That's right. Because that's what I do. Give you a hug. Um, Forgive me if I don't shake hands. While I'm thinking about it, I'm not real sure what purpose Featherstone is serving anymore other than a foil for Tulip. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm assuming that she's going to go on a crazy manhunt to get Tulip now. And we're going to see her again interacting with Tulip. And one of them is going to have to kill the other. That's the only way that their stories can end. Uh, Well, I hope that it's them both falling off of a cliff so that we can see Featherstone, the flying squirrel, one more time. We've seen it twice. We've seen it twice. Saving Tulip. Yeah. One more time is not going to hurt anything. Right. Third so, time's a charm. Third time's a charm. But it was interesting. She there, obviously, she was deserving of execution. And yeah, I don't know if that's worthy of execution. Well, yeah. but she, <laughs> no, my point is that she felt that oh, okay. what she had done was worthy of execution. And she was willing to take her medicine, at least I think, from Hair Star. But it, as soon as Hair Star wasn't going to be the one that right. uh, pulled the trigger. As soon as she yeah, got delegated. Now yeah. you do it. And she's like, but uh, bump this. I'm not yeah. getting killed by this cat yeah. uh, who she clearly does not respect. Uh, clearly. So I don't know that that was interesting. I don't I don't know where else you can go with her character. I felt I don't know. This, mm, I just didn't feel she's necessary. I don't know. I don't know if I feel she's necessary anymore. Yeah, I would have been fine if we didn't see her again. Like I wouldn't, it wouldn't have been something after the series. I was like, what happened to Featherstone? I would have been fine. But I, I will, I want to watch Hairstar just marching into the racquetball court (laughs) and pushing the old lady down and berating Hitler. Uh, I want to, I just want to watch that on repeat because that, that is just glorious. I rewatched the introduction to Hair Star the other day, like on YouTube. Yeah. Where we first meet him through all the training, and they're like, All right, I want you to try the woo this woman. He's like, Tell me what I want to know, or I'll kill your family. And I was like, Yes. <laughs> That's so him. It's so wonderful. He's, Hair Star is my, is my hero. And after he wrestles the guy, he goes and gets like golf club and beats him to death with it. I'm like, Oh my God, what are we doing? Yeah. 
Just, I was like, I, f- I totally forgot about that whole scene. I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch this. And <laughs> yeah. Pleasantly reminded of who we are dealing with. No, he's wonderful. And I, I don't think we're done exploring his, um, he has, he has, um, weaknesses as well. And we yes. know that his looks is part yeah. of his weakness. You would think that vanity wouldn't be one of his vices, but it is. No, and that's, I think that's what makes the character so fascinating. Right. Um, because he, he wasn't much to look at necessarily to begin with. And now he's had all this crazy crap happen to him and he's looks like a, a walking, uh, penis, uh, literally mm-hmm. <laughs> with those things hanging off of his ear. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm agreeing. The vanity is not, it's not something that you would immediately ascribe to someone with such a strong will, uh, and mm-hmm. fortitude. So, well, it, it, it'll be interesting to see how the apocalypse, apocalypse actually takes place. Um, I, I don't really know how that's going to play out. But it is fascinating. That's the other thing about this episode is it ended on somewhat of a cliffhanger. Yeah. I mean, the whole Jesse Sand of Killers Eugene story, I thought was the best part of this episode. Yeah. I think we could probably spend the rest of our time here exploring yeah. those three characters. Because Jesse, he's, he's kind of, like I said at the beginning, he's kind of getting back to his roots and to his main goal, mm-hmm. which is he wants to save the world. He wants to go talk to God. And his, so he's kind of it's kind of noble. It's kind of honorable what he's trying to accomplish, but the way that it's getting accomplished and the collateral damage that he's causing along the way, you know, maybe we've questioned the whole time if the ends justify the means and if the collateral damage is worth what he's trying to do, because if he kills everyone along the way, but ends up saving the world, will that be a fair trade? You know? Yeah. And I've always wondered if the whole idea behind him being able to uh, house this power, this power be under his control, had anything to do with him being the perfect balance of good and evil. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it it must be, right? Because he's made some horrible decisions and he's been a he horrible, sure horrible friend. He sent Eugene to hell in season two. Uh, Eugene finally makes it out with the Santa Killers. And we, we finally learn why uh, the saint was not harming Eugene. Because he kn- the saint knew that Jesse knew that uh he was gonna. He was gonna come to rescue Eugene once he Eugene. Knew Eugene was there. He knew that if he didn't come back, the saint would hurt him. Right. And he I think, knew that Jesse would feel has felt guilty about what he did because of some of the good that he has inside of him. Which is interesting to think about, because I think for you, you can very easily slip into thinking that the saint is some mindless killer. Right. But he really isn't. I mean, it seems that way, especially when you look at the what they do to poor Jackson with an X. Yeah. So why why does the saint kill everyone that Jesse touches with the power? Is it just to purify them, like I, his power needs to not be in this world, or is it just mindless? You know what I'm saying? Well, I think 
I think killing is his is his business and business is good. And sure. it, all, it all stems from his origin story, I think. And it's just revenge is the order of the day. And anybody that gets in the way, anybody that's connected uh, to Jesse uh, and, and the power, I think, I don't think he has to, I don't think it's a purification thing. I think it's just, he does because he knows that there is enough good in Jesse to know that at some point Jesse will put two and two together and just, I mean, because Jesse's the one he's after, and if Jesse would just give himself up, a lot of innocent people wouldn't get killed, right? Sure. So sure. a lot of these innocent people's blood is on Jesse's hands to to some degree, and I think the saint certainly feels that way. But uh, do you think Jesse knows that the people that he leaves behind get killed? Uh, you know, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know that for sure. Um, I would also, I've also wondered, does... Uh, Jesse know that the saint knows when the saint knows. when he uses his power. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the way they did that, those scenes were really well done. Like yeah. as soon as Jesse used the power, the, it went straight to the saint and he like, you saw this pulse on the screen. I, I thought that was cool. Yeah. 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 Where they had him side by side, the side by side shot. Yeah. That was really yeah, I thought cool. That was awesome. Uh, so, but, but with Jesse, when he was talking to Jackson and Jackson didn't want to rent a car because of his convicted felony and wanted murder and all this stuff, Jesse didn't have to use the power. He like he showed some restraint, which mm. we hadn't seen in a while. <laughs> That's right. Like he's like, I can make people do what I want, but I don't want to have to do that right now. Yeah. Why don't you just give me the car? Because I'm on my way to save the world. Because and I've grown as a character, and I realize that when I do that, bad shit happens that I didn't intend to happen. So right. I'm not going to use. So kudos to him. And then he tried to be helpful. He yeah. was trying to do a nice thing. You don't stutter anymore. You know, that's that's you know, nice. That's nice. Yeah, that, I mean, he's clearly doing fine. He's got a job. He's he's done fine. You know, it, through the stutter, and Jesse's like, oh, I'm going to try and make his life just a little easier. It was it was a nice motivation with unintended consequences once again. Yes, but I I feel like he was more thoughtful in that than he's ever been before. Sure. But absolutely. I think that particular use of the power is proof that Jesse doesn't know that the saint knows when he uses the power. Otherwise right. he wouldn't be using it. Unless, in the same city that he just used it. Right. Like, or he certainly wouldn't be using it unless it was like absolutely necessary. Yeah. So, he just knows that they're after him, right? Yeah. And he should, if he was smart, he should have figured out how the hell are they find. I mean, when you're in Australia and right. you're in a rental very car far away, yeah. and you look, you look to your right. Once you figured out what side of the damn car you're supposed to sit on, <laughs> right? Dude, can you imagine how difficult it would be to drive on the other side of the road, could, on the other side of the car? Oh, my gosh. Could you shift with your left hand? I don't know that I could, honestly. I, you know, I don't either. You know, I, sometimes I try to throw with my left hand and I just feel ridiculous. Yeah, I'm like, like, nope, ugh. can't even do this. Can't even do this. It's backwards. It's, it's weird. And when I, was, when I was a kid trying to play baseball, my dad always wanted to be a switch hitter. Nope. No. No, nope. Not today, dad. Nope. Not can't ever. do it. Not now, not ever. No. But that's okay though. You look to your right and there's Eugene. 
in Australia. At some point, something has to click in your brain for you to go, oh, son of a bitch. They must be fighting me when I'm using this power. It's the only thing that's consistent. (laughs) Well, later in the episode, when he goes to that construction site and uses the power, it's almost like he has figured it out. Yeah, and I I think you're right. I think that's when he did figure that's why i was asking that earlier i think it was this episode where he did he didn't say it but i feel like we've been let certainly led to believe that he did figure it out and what an ingenious way uh and and you knew some shit was going to go down it just didn't oh of course (laughs) of course a wrecking ball but a wrecking ball is not enough to take out the saint no oh man no and okay let's talk about eugene eugene Mm. Tells preacher to run, like get out of here. This, yep. you know, the saint's gonna kill you. And then, when he has a chance to exact revenge, even after preacher apologizes and says, "You know, if I'd have come and got you, if I knew that I could, I didn't know that I was able to." That doesn't make up for it, but I want mm-hmm. you to know that I'm super sorry mm-hmm. that I didn't. I didn't know what I was doing when I did it, and I would have fixed it if I knew how. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's he- pretty sincere. I felt he meant it. And what I think Eugene had to say was absolutely critical. I really feel like there's an opportunity. I may be mistaken, but there's like a real opportunity for them to end this series on an ultra high note and like really knock it out of the park and make it end with a bang. And when they dealt with some of that stuff, like this concept of forgiveness and Eugene Mm -hmm. said, Hey, that's all I wanted. All I wanted was you to say that you're sorry and apologize, but it wasn't enough. Yeah. And and that's, that's a, a lesson people need to learn. Like it really is all the time. My kids do something and then they'll, they'll oh, I'm just kidding. Or I'm sorry. Or my friends was, or people at work. Oh, I'm just, I'm not, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. Cool. But just <laughs> saying you're sorry after the shit that you pulled, it's not enough. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Apologies are one thing, and I'm glad that you feel remorseful, but that doesn't mean that everything goes back to normal and you just wipe the slate clean like, oh, cool, you you got me fired and spread some lies about me. Oh, but you're sorry? That's great. That's not enough. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's not enough. No, it's not. I absolutely agree. And there's two there's two sides to it. It's like, you know, I, I, I deal with this with, you have sons. And then I do. Once they become teenagers it's like oh my god it's it's they they get dumb you know and it's like yes oh what, what, it's oh. just like immediately they become <laughs> morons it's like dude an apology is not an apology without a change of heart it's just right. words dad i'm sorry i don't want to hear it i don't right. want to hear i'm sorry stop saying you're sorry just right. do better right do, what i want to hear is i'll never do that again yeah. cool right. then we're good Right. Then we're good. As long as your actions back it up. The other right. side of that is even if you have the change of heart, even if you apologize, you mean all that, some sh- shit still went down. I can't yes. forget all of this stuff. I can forgive, but I can't forget because that's just not how it works. Uh, yeah, it's it's a weird thing. It's a maturity thing because when you're a kid, you're told, oh, the magic words, please thank you and say I'm sorry. And then everything's good. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. But then, you know, as your actions start to have more dire consequences, is a shift where you're like, oh, I really got to be cognizant of what I'm doing because just saying I'm sorry is not going to cut it. 
Yeah. Like if I go rob a bank, I can't say, oh, I'm sorry. No. Uh-uh. Yeah. So, so I'm interested to see where, because we got the, we, and it's funny because we just talked about, I don't think they're going to take Eugene and go down the arse face path where he becomes an actual villain. I still don't think he's going to become a villain, but I didn't, ex- I really didn't expect this to happen. And maybe this is just an ode to that turn. Uh, and, maybe. and he'll, I think he'll go back to being Eugene because he's too good of a kid. But it was, it wasn't out of place, right? He's certainly right. justified to have these feelings. I mean, he was in, <laughs> he was in hell. <laughs> you sent <Yeah>. me to hell <laughs> with Hitler yeah. and, you know, Satan and all them guys. So for a while, <laughs> for a while, so, I wasn't yeah. there for just a couple of days. I was there for a while, but he shot him in the back. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of not cool, but also then, he didn't yeah. shoot him to kill him either. I don't think. Well, he wanted the saint to have the opportunity to kill him. Well, That's why he well, said that you know a bullet to the brain may be enough to fix this, and then dropped him off right where the saint was. So yeah. It's like oh, they're working together, which might explain Eugene's motivation earlier to say run, go, yeah. because if he didn't save him from the saint at that point, he wouldn't have an opportunity to maybe get his little bit of revenge as well. But I didn't really read it as that earlier. So I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think, I don't think Eugene's going to continue down that path and do a complete 180. I think he's sure. just pissed and rightfully so. And rightfully so. If anyone has the reason, a reason to be mad, Eugene does. What? How is Jesse going to get out of this predicament next week? Which is why I really like this episode. It's like, oh man, I really want to see what's going to happen next time now. Yeah. I mean, they may kill him. It's entirely possible that he dies and then God's like, yo, I'm not done with you. Uh, go, go back, finish your plan. Yeah. You know, we'll see. But there's a lot up in the air because for him to get out of that kind of stuff, even I don't know how Tulip and Cass could save him because the Saint of Killers is the Saint of Killers. You know what I'm saying? He's got a point blank range. He's not going to miss. He could shoot a hole through the earth. Right. <laughs> what what is the preacher going to do? <laughs> well, we know we uh, in the season uh video we know he's jesse's wearing a patch at some point that's right and we know he lost an eye in the comic yep. book so that's still coming that's still coming he's losing an eye so definitely cool but no hey i i enjoyed this episode i'm excited yeah. for what's left i they have such a great opportunity to really just take everything up yes. a notch and finish strong Five episodes. That's plenty. I mean, that's enough to tell a great, concise story. I, I think mean, so, they, too. They're I set up. So they're primed to do a really good job. I'm hopeful that they accomplish that. I am as well. And so cool. All right. Well, that is our cool. coverage of Bleak City. Thanks for hanging with us. We appreciate you, as always, yes. uh, listening. We are... Uh, we're always here to chat. In fact, we are using a new app called the Flick app. Uh, there will be a link to our group on that app where we chat. Uh, we can chat with each other uh, about the episodes, and you can actually listen to them there as well. 
And it's mm-hmm. really, really cool. We would appreciate it if you visit the website, uh, recap.fm, and jumped on our mailing list. Uh, we'll be sending a newsletter out shortly. So that's really the best way to make sure that you can get all the updates and information for the new shows that are coming out. Uh, actually, the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance is about to drop. Oh, man. And dude, this weekend. Dude, I don't know if you've been reading the stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. It's, I'm so ready. I'm reading reviews saying this is some of the best fantasy um uh dude. Just just series the story. in a while. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's an original story cuz when the movie came out it was so original and like a prequel is going to be just I'm ready. Yes. I'm just ready. I am ready to go back to the world of Thrall. That is mm-hmm. for sure. We hope that you join us for that. Again, the best way to make sure you get all this information is to get on the newsletter. The link will be in the show notes as well. Or you can just go to our website, recap.fm. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you again real soon. Farewell. Farewell.